Welcome to This Week in the State Line, where we talk with local people about the local topics that you care about. Well, good morning and welcome to another episode of This Week in the State Line. I'm your host, Steve Summers, and today, a little bit of my heritage as well. We're going to talk about Polish Fest, which is coming up Sunday, August 18th, in just a matter of days on the grounds of St. Stanislaus Church. So I've invited Irene, also known as the Polish Princess, here into the studio. Hi, Irene. Dzień dobry. Exactly. That's what I was going to say this morning. <laughs> and Marjana is here as well. Good morning. Good morning, y'all. All right. So first of all, before we even talk about Polish Fest, I like to do this whenever we have different ethnic or heritage events into the studio to talk about the population in the state line. So the Polish heritage in the state line, is that prevalent? Is that as strong as the Scandinavian or what? It's about 5% of the statewide population. And as far as the heritage, if I ha- if I am Polish, is there a place I can go to be a part of the club, or is there a club that we can join? Yes, there's a White Eagle Club that's been around for quite a while, about two blocks away from the church, okay. on 15th Avenue. On 15th Avenue, so and that's free to be a part of as well? You have to join. You just have to join. Correct. Do you have to prove anything that says, I am Polish? or At this time, no. Okay, it's, great. It's open to everyone. Great. The festival, Polish Fest, celebrates the heritage of Polish in the state line with all kinds of great food and music and dancing and costumes. It's quite the event, and it happens each and every year. And again, it is coming up Sunday, August 18th. This will be the 38th annual event? Correct. Wow, you must be doing something right if it keeps coming back for three decades, maybe going on four now, which would be great. So St. Stanislaus Church, where is that located at again? It's on 201 Bugby Street. It's a Polish triangle. It's 15th Avenue Seminary. Right, um, and they just cut the whole streets off in the parking lot and everybody just takes over. We block the streets for children's games, and uh, the festival takes the uh, place on the church ground. Excellent. So, Irene, how did you get the nickname Polish Princess? I usually wear my costume. And, and the beautiful costume you should wear. Costume. I'm, I'm glad you didn't wear it today. It's radio. But I can imagine <laughs> it being red, white. A little apron, maybe? Correct, correct. Lace apron, a a wreath and ribbons. Don't don't a lot of people wear that outfit at Polish Fest? So how did you get the title of Polish Princess? That's Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) A friend, Kevin, who watches you dance. So, well, I'm glad you got that title. You earned it. So, uh, Polish Fest, how much uh, does it cost to get in? No, it's the most important thing is a free admission. Free admission. What time does it start? It starts at 10 o'clock at the Mass, uh, bilingual Polish-English Mass, and event starts at 11.30, uh, serving dinner at um, 11.30, and the food is going all the way up to 8 o'clock while, you know, supply lasts. Sure. So food, you would talk about like, Polish sausage, of course, right? Of course. That's uh, pierogies? Pierogies. Uh, we- you say it much different than I do. You say it <laughs> so much sexier, I guess I could say. <laughs> Uh, potato pancakes, one of my favorites growing up. Nice and crispy, served with sour cream and cold applesauce. Oh, you're killing me here. <laughs> uh, well, we ha- you, have to know, you have to know that we have a four kinds of pierogies. We make as many as we need, hope this year we beat the record. Uh, it's all made by hand in our church, and we have a four kinds, potato and cheese, sweet cheese, meat, and sauerkraut with mushrooms. Wow, I had no idea. Uh, how about uh, 
kolaczkis? Kolaczki. Kolaczki is freshly baked right before the uh, Polish fest and also chruszczyki, which is a very crispy uh, cookies, very popular mm-hmm. at the Polish fest. And um, all different fruit fillings for kolaczki and will be available in downstairs uh, bake sale. Include other Polish pastry like ponczki, very kind of famous Polish donut oh, yeah. filled with a fruit or custard. And that is in the basement of the church when it's nice and cool when you play bingo and enjoy the coffee and pastry. And, but the dancing will be outside in the parking lot. Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's music. Uh, we have a live, live band playing starting at um, 11.30. We have IPA tribute band from Chicago. It's a hope it's going to be all seven-piece polka band. Wow. And they are playing all the way till um, 4 o'clock. And in between, we have a Serena dancer, Polish folk dancer from Chicago. Just kind of alternate in the breaks for the at 1.30, 2.45, and 4 o'clock. And at 12.30, we have our Polish language school children, Little Krakowiaczek. They are performing on... Uh, uh, stage also. Wow, it sounds like a beautiful day. So, Irene, I take it that you love when the Polish folk dancers come in and perform because you could kind of join in, right? I used to <laughs> dance in a, when, when I was in college. I was a member of a folk dance group. Wow. So I even taught Polish dancing really? here. Well, obviously, ago. not a big need for the classes anymore, so there's probably no teaching anymore. Oh, yes, there is. And, and do you do that? I teach. The small children. And where does that happen? At the school. At the school. All right, we're talking about Polish Fest coming up on Sunday, August 18th, the 30th annual Polish Fest on the grounds of St. Stanislaus Church, which is on, again, you said? 201 Bugby Street. On Bugby Street in Rockford. Free admission. Talking to Irene and Marcena. I just love saying your name. I I'm hope I'm not screwing it up too much uh big day of festivities there's dancing there's food there's heritage celebration which is awesome um it takes some money to bring bands in from different areas like you said chicago and such so and for the sound stage and the sound everything like that so how do you raise funds if it's free to get in for the polish fest all the uh vendors they are owned by our church Uh so all the food we prepare all the beer all the um um Activities, activities. The, the all the income is coming. The games. Okay, the games. the games, and of course, we want to mention that it's we have also something for kids. Lots of games, inflatable ice cream, lemonade, lot of um, little games, tossing uh, rings <laughs> and the pond. Oh uh, yeah, fish pond. Okay, you mentioned Polish beer as well. Polish beer. Of course. Okay. You cannot have a Polish fest without <laughs> Polish beer. I, I, I don't think I know of any. Well, Żywiec or Okochim. How do they put that all in a can? Isn't that a big word to put on the side of a can? No, Okochim is a small word. Okay. Żywiec is a small, it's a six letter. Oh, that's going to be... I I, I well, have to come just to try it. We serve from the barrel. It's easy. It's <laughs> nice, crispy, cold. And also beside Polish beer, we do have um, Budweiser. Okay. We have a wine, a soft drinks, and and this year we are so excited to announce for the first time our own craft beer named St. Stanislaus IPA, brewed for us by the Pig Mine Brewing Company at this year of festival. I, I love Pig Mines. They are so nice. They are so wonderful. They are donating their beer. We are proud to have 
first time and hope people will enjoy. And what we're looking for is a nice forecast, 85 degrees and sunny day, <laughs> no rain, a lot of music, a lot of fun. Come and join us. Even if it rains, there's it's great weather to drink beer. So, especially from Pigmite. Shane and the crew, they do a great job, and so uh, I'm looking forward to that. Polish Fest is on. Now, do you have, uh, like, a 50-50 raffle or something going on throughout yes, the day, too? Yes, we do have a 50-50 raffle. So we have a basket. We have pool tabs. And also, this year, we are launching uh, at the Polish Fest our ca- calendar raffle, which is $25, and you can win as much as 366 times. Wow. More information over at the booth at the Polish Fest. Again, it's at St. Santa's Santa's Lost Church. I knew I'd have a hard time saying that. Uh, Again, you can get more details by getting in touch with you. How do we get in touch with you? Websites, phone numbers? 815-965-3913 or www.st-stanislaus.org. stanislaus.org. All right. Now, uh, you were talking about calendars earlier and pull tabs and things like that. So there's other ways to make money for the Polish Fest, right? Something new you're coming up with this year, right? Yes, exactly. We have to launch this uh, fundraiser because we are shrinking our Polish um, population population in Rockford. We don't have as many uh, new families coming to Rockford, and we have to... um, Create as many funds as you can exactly. to keep the Polish Fest going, okay. to celebrate the heritage. Absolutely. So what did you do to do that? How do you raise funds? Is it a calendar or something? It's a calendar, and it's um, you're buying the ticket for $25. And we are drawing the prices every single day, and we have a different prices each day. Sunday, it's a $100 drawing. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's alternate between 25 and 50 And we have a like, big... Easter or Christmas events, and they are $500 prices. Wow. So uh, it's it's a very popular item for a Christmas um, to buy as a gift, and we having our uh, uh, lottery going between now and the last day is, I believe, December 10th. But that's a that's a gift that keeps on giving every day of the year, basically, right? That's a yes, great calendar. Yes, because if you if you're just um, your ticket is draw today, you're going back to the whole mm-hmm. um, the kitty for everything else right. again each each time. Yes, wow. you can. You can your tickets is re-enter for next drawing. That's like winning day after. Like again, you can win three hundred sixty-five times, maybe if you were lucky. Three hundred sixty-six. Oh. <laughs> because it's a leap year. That's why you are the Polish princess, Irene, right there for keeping us all on task. That is oh, great. Thank you. So again, how do we get a hold of this calendar? Same way, being uh, a the Polish same best? thing. Uh, um, you can contact the church at eight one five nine six five three nine one three, and also we'll have a booth at the Polish Fest to get more information. And you can uh, email at stanislas.calendar.raffle at gmail.com with any question. Or basically the best way uh, to get the information is on our website. So you mentioned that the Polish population in the state line is diminishing, just because that's the nature of it right now. Uh, if we reach out into different areas, do you see an influx from, say, the Woodstock area? Do you see somebody from Janesville or this Polish fest must really bring in a lot of different people from outlying areas and it gives you a chance to educate them on the heritage as well as your polish fest correct of course and on the top of um 
getting just for the Polish Fest in Rockford, we do have at the school building, we have our museum. You have a museum? Yes. I know. I mean, it's a cultural center. It was dedicated 20-some years ago, and it's John Paul II Cultural Center. And there's different displays of costumes and photos of the history of the church, even history of Poland. History of the different traditions of the holidays. I'm all about celebrating heritage. So where is this museum? What's the address on that? Because it's I, a I've been in town for, well, since 1981, and I don't, this is the first time I'm actually hearing about this, which is great. Mm-hmm. It's in the school building. Uh, in the school building. And it's open during the Polish Fest. Okay. But otherwise, you have to make an appointment to do a tour of the museum? Yes. Correct. Okay. Correct. And again, that would be the same number and everything that we just mentioned earlier, the yes. 965-3913 number to make an appointment to go through the museum, which would be great if grandparents or some friends are coming overseas or here and you wanted to celebrate your heritage, you could go through that museum. And also, we do have an Ethnic Heritage Museum in Rockford, which is uh, located on 1129 uh, South Main Street, mm-hmm. and they are open every Sunday between 2 and 4. No, I had no idea. This is a great way to celebrate different heritages. And again, I mentioned this earlier. You know, you talk to the Irish Marching Society, you know about their events. You got the German Oktoberfests coming up. Well, here's Polish Fest and uh, another way to celebrate the many different cultures and heritages that make up America, which is awesome here in the state line. Again, Polish Fest coming up on Sunday, August 18th on the grounds of St. Stanislaus Church. Free admission, all the food. Again, it starts off at 10 a.m. with a Holy Mass. Is the Pope coming for this, too? No. No, okay. <laughs> but he, I believe he sent us the regrets that he cannot come. Are you inviting him every year, which would be awesome. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, dinner all day long. If you love some of the most incredible treats, the tasty treats, you're going to love Polish Fest. Not to mention the sauerkraut, the Polish sausage, and Polish beer, which I did not know existed until today. So we all learned something this morning. Thank you very much for coming in. Good luck on Polish Fest. Please keep us up to date. Um, You also have bingo, you said, too? Yes, we have a bingo. And also we do have a novelty boot, uh, buying a cool T-shirt with a Polish logo, uh, aprons, and other... um, Different, world different merchandise and stuff? That's, that's awesome. Yes, and Poland. that's on sale at Polish Fest as well. Yes. yes. And dinner is served at the school building downstairs. And also, what what else we've got? It's a white elephant. You can just go and browse through the old youth stuff, but it's always fun for people. You got and dancing, you got dancing music, mm-hmm. food. And, and you should beer. ask, and you should, and beer, I love her. And you should ask for the Polish princess, Irene, by name. When you go to Polish Fest, just say, where is the Polish princess? I'm going to try to make you the most famous person in the state line just for that. Okay. <laughs> and make sure if you buy like a 50-50 tickets or cash raffle tickets, the winners is announced between 6.30 and 7 uh, from the stage. You don't have to be present to win. If you have your phone number putting on a ticket, you will be contacted by the parish office. You know, I love the fact that you have so much confidence. You've been putting this on for 37 years. This will be the 30th annual Polish Fest. Uh, You've worked out the kinks. You sound very confident and very proud of heritage. And I absolutely love that and applaud that. So thanks for coming in. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Polish Fest coming up again Sunday, August 18th. This week in the State Line, we'll be back. Rich is just a really, really, really good guy. The term good egg isn't enough to describe him. He's also certified organic and free range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. 
He lets his 10-year-old nephew beat him at virtual tennis, even though he can straight-up slay his 10-year-old nephew in virtual tennis. When the toilet paper is running low, Rich replaces the roll on the actual holder, not just on the back of the toilet. Rich is texting and driving. Rich, no. What are you doing, Rich? I was just telling everyone how great you are. Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Welcome back to This Week in the State Line. I am Steve Summers, and we're talking food once again. Many different forms of it with the Rock River Valley Food Pantry. We have Executive Director Kim Backe here, or Baki or Backe. How do you say your last name again? <laughs> Everybody always says B-A-K-K-E. It rhymes with hockey. Baki. Baki. That's what I thought. Backe is another word. Uh, you've heard a lot of different... You've been called a lot of things, I'm sure, Kim. Oh, and we're not even going to go there. <laughs> but a longtime friend, and uh, we've always been great supporters of the Rock River Red Valley Pantry. Wanted to invite you in because school's back in session. There's back to school. There's family units. Uh, the need never stops for food in the Rock River Valley area. And you have to tell us a little bit about the tasks that you face every day and how much food you have to hand out. Well, just to talk a little bit about July's numbers, because we're already into August, we right. had 6,500, that's 6,500 individuals that came through our doors the last month. Uh, mm-hmm. 35% were kids. So our focus is on providing emergency food. We want to make sure it's healthy, it's nutritious, it's fresh. And we can only do it with the support from the community. Now, not just from big corporations, but individuals' sponsorships. Oh, my gosh. Every, everybody makes a difference when you're donating to the Rock River Valley Pantry. Um, we have a wonderful partnership with the retailers here in the area. They donate a lot of groceries from the stores. But if it wasn't for the, you know, the Sunday morning church collections and someone who's moving, cleaning out their pantry or one of the local hospitals right now currently is hosting a back to school cereal drive. Every donation makes a difference to someone who's going hungry. Wow. And how long has the Rock River Valley Food Pantry been in existence? (laughs) Over 45 years. Wow. Yeah. I'm just doing the math in my head. You said 6,500 users last month. Last month. All right, so if you do that times 12, you're look, you're closing in on like 80,000 plus individuals or such. July was a big month. Um, we're usually over 70,000 individuals every year. Uh, unbelievable. So obviously that's a whole lot of poundage of food, not just potatoes, but veggies and everything. <laughs> if it comes non-perishable food, that's what you're looking for? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, if it is fresh, it's that's fine because we we turn our food over pretty much between 24 to 48 hours. It's out the door. But certainly the non-perishable items like the cereal and mac and cheese and tuna fish, uh, canned soup, those types of items we can put on the shelves and they'll get us through the, the days where the donations aren't coming in as fast and furious as we need them to. Uh, as far as uh, the hours of distribution, I mean, do you give the food out once a week, once a day, three times a day? Well, how do you handle that at the food pantry? Uh, we work Monday through Friday. We are fortunate to be able to have two locations, uh, one in partnership with Crusader Community Health Center on Broadway and 7th, and we distribute there every morning, Monday through Friday from 10 to noon. And then our downtown location, which is at South Rockton and Cedar, is open for food distribution every afternoon from 1 to 4, Monday through Friday. So it's an ongoing task, and for over 40 years, you've been responsible for collecting food and then getting it redistributed to different individuals. How do people get qualified for the food? 
you know, it's a really simple qualification. Most of the time, if you're walking through our door, you need the help. Um, there's a, a form that you have to sign that says, based on your family income and household size, that you're eligible. Um, and it's all based on income. But anybody who's walking through our door for the first time is going to get the help that they need. And we'll make sure that they leave with four days of balanced, nutritious food that's going to you know, cover the needs of their family. The Rock River Valley Pantry is who we are talking to today. This is Kim Baki, and she's the executive director. As you can tell, the task of handing out food uh, is quite great each and every day. So you get the donations, but sometimes cash works for you, too, correct? Oh, thanks for mentioning that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we're fortunate. Our buying power is deep. Um, what you and I might spend at local grocery store I can buy two to three times those the same amount of items. Wow. An example of peanut butter. Um, just because we finished up our peanut butter rally just recently, I can buy peanut butter for 85 cents a jar. You and I can't touch that at the stores. So the dollar goes very far. And our account, our accountants have told us 93 cents of every dollar is spent on program services. So we're lean. We're not mean. We're lean. Um, and we're doing what we need to do with the donations that come through the door. That's great. Ninety three cents of every dollar to the food, not just for paper program or services. anything or programs. Yep. That's crazy good. So all right, so I want to help out as an individual. I want to give you cash or I'm a company, I want to give you cash. How do I get in touch with you? Well, we are pretty easy to reach. You can call us Monday through Friday, eight thirty to four thirty, um, eight one five nine six five two four six six. You'll get a real person. And we'll help you schedule a food drive or, you know, if it's a big, bigger company, we need to make a food pickup, we'll manage that as well. Um, Same with monetary donations. They can be mailed to 421 South Rockton Avenue, 61102. And also, whether you can make a donation of food or of monetary value, we can always make a donation of your time. And that would be greatly appreciated. We're always in need of volunteers. So what would a volunteer do? Load up bags and boxes to hand out or reorganize? Or what are we doing? There's a lot of opportunities, and it really depends on what you're comfortable with. Would you? Would a person like to work in the warehouse uh, prepacking grocery bags for our morning distribution site? Or maybe they are more people-focused and would love that one-on-one connection, working with our clients in the afternoon where they're going through the choice pantry areas, selecting their own foods. So there is something for everyone. We also need help on our rescue route. We have a driver that goes out every morning, um, and he's on the road from four to six hours a day working with the local grocers, and we always need a spare hand to help load and um, unload the van as well. So we can. you have a niche, we'll match it. <laughs> and you can get more details at their website, which is RRVP, Rock River Valley Pantry, dot org, rrvp.org. Now, as you can tell, you know, Big task, 40-plus years. It takes some community efforts to raise funds, and that's where your next event's coming up in October, right? You do fun things to raise funds, correct? (laughs) It's called fun raising. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) Yeah, and actually, thank you for mentioning that, October 11th. So put it on your calendar, circle that date, put it in red. Um, We will be hosting our annual fall fundraiser. It is called Roundup for Hunger, Theme is rock and roll. We're playing some great music. It's an auction. It's a buffet dinner that's themed to match the food from each of the decades of the music that's being played. 
Um, it's just a whole lot of fun. There's hula hoop, cost, you know, and costume contests and live music and DJ. And it's unpretentious. It's just a good time to help raise money for people in this community that need a little help. All right. So you're talking about food from different decades, like the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. So like for the decade of Elvis, that would be what, <laughs> peanut butter and nanner sandwiches? Oh, I and love stuff? that idea. We might have to do that some kind of dessert. <laughs> well, you'll definitely have a meatloaf and mashed potato uh, option at that station. Versus uh, 60s, maybe your dessert could be magic brownies. You know, there's... It's 70s. All kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah, the 70s, a little bit more uh, mom's back to work, dad's in the kitchen. Maybe there's more barbecue items on the menu. But it, it's fun, and it's a buffet style, so there's plenty to go around. So where is the Roundup for Hunger uh, rock and roll event being held at? We're fortunate to be partnering with the Radisson, Community, uh, Radisson Convention Center here in town, so right on Bell School and State. And again, it's October 11th. Tickets will be going on sale uh, September 1st. All right, so watch more details about that. Uh, are you looking for sponsors, corporate sponsors, anybody to help donate? We're always looking for sponsors. The Rock River Valley Pantry cannot do this alone. And there's every level of sponsorship from the album cover at $250 right on up to the major sponsors. And as I said, every dollar makes a difference. 93 cents of all that is going right back into program services. And it sounds like such a, a great event. Again, that's October 11th, you said, at the Radisson in town. It's Roundup for Hunger, rock and roll style. And uh, if you'd like to volunteer, you'd like to make a food donation or anything, you can get more details at rrvp.org. Kim, thank you for coming in today. Thanks for the opportunity. And uh, we will talk more about Roundup for Hunger, and uh, you can count on our support here at Midwest Family Broadcasting. We'll definitely we'll get behind this. We'll roll up our sleeves and we'll do something for you to help out make a difference. How's that? Thank you. All right. Rock River Valley Food Pantry, Northern Illinois' largest community-based food pantry, needs our help. And um, the community will come together for sure. Thanks, Kim. That's Kim Baki, the Executive Director of Rock River Valley Pantry. That's been another installment of This Week in the State Line. Thanks for listening. Join us next Sunday morning at 6 for another edition of This Week in the State Line.